Hello, dear listeners. Have you been enjoying the comedic stylings of Dear Pod? We sure do hope so. You may be saying to yourself, Wow, golly gee, how can Dear Pod possibly release such quality content week after week? I wonder where I can get more, and I wonder how I may be a part of the fun. The answer is simple, my dears. Head over to our brand spanking new Patreon page and hit subscribe. With two different subscriber levels, you'll gain access to exclusive content, insider info, and the occasional hot wax. By becoming a subscriber, you make it possible for us to give you even more dirty dish throughout the week. So head over to patreon.com slash dearpodofficial and subscribe today. Let's get this show on the road! Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy. Dear Abby, my wife is working on a machine woman. Dear Abby, she thinks way too She had to get married. Dear Pod. stop right there but I had to it was required they held like a gun to your head and they said confess your sins and I was like I'm 12 what have I done (laughs) do you know that here's what I should have confessed is that I made up all the lies I I I lied about my confessions in the confessional well that seems really I know if only I had known to close with that that I'd be like well I killed three guys and uh, I slept with their wives and um, oh I'm lying about all of this so just I gotta go. To do. I don't own don't own a rosary. Won't be doing any of your little yeah, none of your Nanyaka show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, you never like in movies. I don't ever remember getting that close to the weird little window between you. Why was everybody's face so close to that window? We're already in a box together. There's a very thin board that's separating us. I don't need to get closer to the the little grate that separates yeah, us. No. To, and you know what? Frankly. Any priest would be like, you should really, you know, two Hail Marys. And um, how, how did you do that? Can I, is there an instructional video? You know what I would like, though? If he was like, I can top that. When it was like, you know, when you have a conversation <laughs> with someone where you're just like, I've had a bad day. And they're like, oh, you had a bad day. And then they try to top it. You're like, that's not what we're doing here. You asked me how my day was. And I told you. Don't one-up me with your sins, damn it. Yeah, Father, I can almost guarantee you, you're probably closer to prison than I am. But that's not why we're here today. (laughs) If I were a priest, I would totally be that person. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been at least three months since my last confession. You'd be like, oh, my, well, it's been four months since mine. So, okay, (laughs) let's hear it. It better be good. It's not a competition. <laughs> you think it's not a competition, but <laughs> I don't know. It's not, there's not a lot I mean, of space in heaven, and there's only so many seats. And um, um, can I just tell you about my recent assault here in Hell's Kitchen? Oh, please do! Ver- I enjoy these these moments. My verbal assault. Keep in mind that I'm not that far away from the, the new um homeless community that has now taken up residence outside the Rite Aid on 50th and 9th and 8th Avenue. Is it like Hooverville? A little bit because they have, you know, those towers that you can plug your phone into. Oh, those things are the worst stupid things that right. ever happened to New York. Why did they do those? I don't know. Um so I was walking my girlfriend 
um, for her afternoon walk and someone who's doing those, you know, those push carts that all like the Amazon delivery people push, like, you know, like they have like 25 addresses they got to, you know, drop shit off to. Like a dolly? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a dolly. Like a hello so, dolly. So Jennifer and I are doing our usual walk <laughs> and, um, and we're just walking. I'm not even thinking. I'm like, what a great day. And God, it just feels, it's nice out. It's so great. Just like one of those types of things. And then uh, this unfortunate character is like, what did you just say to me? What? Now keep in mind, I have a mask on and sunglasses. And I have an eight pound chihuahua. <laughs> the scene is set. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, what what did you say? Oh no. You say what what the fuck did you just say to me? I said I literally didn't say anything. And I don't know how he would even hear anything on the corner of 54th and 9th anyway because of his cart, the amount of people that have no longer decided to stay inside, they're all outside and the drag race competition that's going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I, I didn't say anything. Did you did you think I said something? He's like Hey, no disrespect, which is never good. Like uh-huh. that's never a good like precursor to what's going to happen after or he said after that. He's like, no disrespect for you, but I was about to lay you out right here. I'm like, I, I said, Ex- excuse me. <laughs> or, <what?" laughs> I was okay. about to say, no disrespect is in the excuse me category of of terms that we don't actually mean. Yeah, I was about to say like, uh, no disrespect, but there's a police station. 40 steps away but then he continued and like he continued think, still doubting that I didn't say anything and I was like this day just turned into shit and no and as soon as that kind of like that thought entered my head I turned the corner and I'm like oh god it's like a, it's a band of traveling gypsies it was just like each corner is just like <laughs> like a homeless man playing with his feces in a jar someone who's trying to smell like sell me crack cocaine in a wheelchair with like no legs and a guy that wants me to give him a dollar for coffee, then $5 for a sandwich and $20 for a blowjob. I'm like, this is insane. Those are good deals. $20. I know. Well, anyway. I, I want you to seriously think about that in this economy. I know. I'm like, 20 bucks for, I wanted to be like, listen, we need to work on your pricing if you want to get new legs. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a young business venture. He's an entrepreneur in a world I mean, that's rebuilding itself. So aim high, I say. Wow. But what I don't understand is, is you and you, you like, why engage at all? Do what I do, which is look at them angrily and walk away. And then well, the thing piss is and moan I, about I it to everybody else. <laughs> I don't have the luxury of um, facial expression because a lot of it is with my eyebrows, which were then covered by my sunglasses. And then my face kind of looking, I'm like, were you fucking crazy? Like that kind of pulled neck, like what? We've so taken away have no... all of our, our defenses, except for now you yeah. have to use your, your words. At this point in the quarantine, I'd just be happy to talk to somebody else. So frankly, <laughs> if he said that to me, I'd be like, oh my God, a stranger's talking to me. Oh my God, I was in your way. Do you want to talk to each other six feet away? Wait, <laughs> let's, let's go around the corner and watch Theater of the Living. <laughs> the homeless people that are rolling the feces in a jar across the street to each other. And I love that cologne. What is it? <laughs> Urine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. That's hot. Yeah, I can't imagine 
what the city is like right now. I have not been in the city, do you realize, for two months. One foot has not stepped into New York City. I feel weird. I feel strange. I know we talk about this all the time, but it it gets weirder and weirder. And then now, like, with everyone, like, coming out, it's like, okay, half of, you know, there are half of the people that believe, like, masks and gloves are a good thing, and then there's half people that don't. I know. So there's no consistency. So how are we ever going to figure it out? Yeah. There is a part of me, and I did say this, because, look, I'll wear a mask and do whatever you want to do, but there is a part that I'm like, is this mask our equivalent of the kids who hid under the desks when there was no nuclear war? Remember when they were like, oh, here's a nuclear war drill. What can we do to give us a sense of control? Everybody under desks made out of paper. (laughs) Because that'll (laughs) stop it. That'll stop a mushroom cloud. (laughs) And who came up with that? Everyone get in the doorway, earthquake, because that's (laughs) all you see is just tons of doorways at the end of the day, at the end of the earthquake. Wouldn't it be great, though, if a house did crumble to the ground and there's just one girl in L.A. who's holding on to the doorframe being like, yes! That's the only thing standing. (laughs) She's still on the phone. She still thinks she's on the phone. (laughs) You guys, I've been FaceTiming this whole time. It's amazing. I'm going to be Insta-famous. I'm going to put it on my TikTok. Um, Well, as much as you're in the thick of city living, you should know right before, right before I made this call, somebody was like, somebody made a comment about people storming the Olive Garden. So I just started to Google. And I guess in some suburb of Pennsylvania, to exercise their rights, people are storming an Olive Garden. Why? That's a lot of carrots. Are they low on sodium? Yeah, God, do you know, I haven't eaten in an Olive Garden in years. And then one time when me and my Jules took a drive down to Florida, we stopped. And the only place that was open in like somewhere in Alabama was an Olive Garden. And I looked at the the menu and I said, the only thing I can do on here is soup. It looked like it was the safest thing. And it no, was that's salt. where you're wrong. It was so wrong. You know your salt salad? This was salt soup <laughs> with like a few beans. And I... I had half of a bowl of soup, and then I laid on a, a hotel bed going, I don't feel right. Take my rings off. Like, everything started to <laughs> slowly expand. Like, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man was just like, bah, bah, bah. and then, no, it was like Nutty Professor when he becomes, you know? Buddy Love. Like, my shoes are flying off because my, my sausage feet won't wedge in them anymore, and Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of sodium, and that's a lot yeah. of Karens that are storming one specific place. Like that's it. Somebody <laughs> let me in the Olive Garden because if I don't get breadsticks and some quality time with my family at an all-you-can-eat shit buffet, then I don't want to live. <laughs> and their argument is my body, my choice. Like they've completely co-opted the argument of of abortion. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. my- I have to stop for a second because there is a bee in here and it is right behind your head. A bee. My head? Um. Yes. Look, turn around behind you. <sighs> oh, my. It's inside. It's in the house. It's in the house. <laughs> oh, God. It's like a real. And this could be a murder hornet for all we know. Not anymore. Well, it wouldn't be. I think you'd hear, I, I think you'd hear the, the murder hornet. Hornet music behind it <laughs> I like it's jaws <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'd like to think that if a murder hornet got in this house and he was behind my jewels he'd be like all right don't turn around 
You understand me? Don't say a word. You don't I, say a word. You just sit where you are, and I'm gonna sting you slowly, painfully. You shut. You shut up. You shut shut up. the fuck up. I'm a murder hornet. God damn it. Do you understand? No. And I'm not even talking manslaughter <laughs> hornet. I am a murder hornet. I didn't even hear you come in. That's right. I'm a good fella murder hornet. I'm a ninja murder what? hornet. That's the next level of murder hornet. We've evolved. He has he has like a little arsenal in his hive. You don't know where it went, did you? You you, you hit it and now we don't know where it went. It's gone rogue. Wherever you it hit is. it and what? Forget it. It's injured and it's gonna gain power again. It's gone off to a place to go. All right, you win this round. Once I get my strength back. You know when you were a little kid and you landed on your butt so hard that it knocked the wind out of you? Yes. That's what I picture what just happened to that bee. That he's like, but I haven't gotten the wind knocked out of me or, or like gotten so butt hurt that I can't breathe since I was like 10. Something happens at age 10 where it's like your lungs fully develop and there's no need to get the wind knocked out of you anymore. Well, we can try it this summer. We could. Just punch me in the back. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I feel like we have so much to talk about. So before I do anything, I'd like to say, welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice slash bee-killing podcast. I am your host, Michael Bublé. Oh, and I am the nanny named Fran, Fran oh. Fine. And we're coming to you from both... Downtown Swingin' Hell's Kitchen. And the Maha Bar and the beautiful Bee Free Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? My stars, if an interesting monster can't have an interesting hairdo, then I don't know what things are coming to. In my business, you meet so many interesting people. Bobby pins, please. But the most interesting ones are the monsters. Oh, dear, that'll never stay. We'll just have to have a permanent. That's perfect for our theme today. What? It is. Which, by the way, our theme today, before I say anything else, is hair, toupees, wigs, hair salons, at-home haircuts, which most of us are, are undergoing right now, which will be followed by therapy visits. I hope not. Ugh. I refuse to cut my own hair. Well, guess what? I have a box of Madison Reed coming my way, so I'll tell you how that story ends when it comes out purple. What's that? Madison Reed is an at-home hairstylist. Hair coloring kit. And they have oh. a monthly service where you can get, it just gets like, automatically sent to you every five weeks. By the way, they do a lot of podcast advertising, Madison Reed. So if you're out there and you're with Madison Reed, guess what? I'm trying you for the first time this week, and I better like it because I would like your advertising money. Madison Reed. Oh. .com. Uh, speaking of .com, please, as always, follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Official. A fancy website, dearpodofficial.com, and our email address, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, where we received Instagram mail this week. We had vintage emails sent to our email address. That's really lovely. Isn't that exciting? These are the things we look forward to. It's totally old school. It's totally now. It's totally modern. Um, I have to ask, are you developing any weird hobbies in quarantine, things that you wouldn't be hobbying if you weren't trapped inside sobriety yeah 
Mm. Oh my God, how's that going for you? Pretty good. How long? It's been a couple weeks. Do you and feel I... better? Are you sleeping better? Uh, yeah, all like I'm, everything is pretty good. Like it, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's actually really enjoyable. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm doing. I think I'm doing the opposite. I think I'm doing the opposite of what everyone is doing. Like I'm, I'm still going to bed at the same time that I normally would go to bed. I'm eating right. I'm exercising. I stopped drinking. Um, You're an animal. <laughs> You're an animal. I mean, I don't understand what's happening to me. You're, you're allowing yourself to feel and process things in real time and not pushing them off until three months from now? That's correct. That's disgusting. Not me. Um, I took a couple nights off and I acted like I was a, a, an American hero. The way that I responded to it. And then I was like, I'm going to treat myself with a bottle of rosé. <laughs> How do I celebrate this sobriety? I know. With some Kettle One vodka. Grapefruit and rose. Fabulous new flavor. MadisonReed.com. Oh. Mm. Yes. Well, I can't help but notice that everybody is developing ridiculous hobbies in quarantine. Like Victorian hobbies. You know? <laughs> Like somebody posted what, like the, candle making. Yes. There's somebody posted. They were like, so I've made my third wheel of cheese. How do you make cheese? Somebody's making cheese out there. And the amount of people that are like, well, I created a sourdough starter. Like they're yeasting and they're using probiotics <laughs> and they're, they're building communities from scratch. What the, like I, I got up and I took a shower and I'm a champ, but why are people like, I know I'm going to develop a hobby that I can only use in colonial Williamsburg when this thing is over. <laughs> like, where can I really, where can I sell my blacksmithing goods that I made in quarantine? Everybody's going to end up in Virginia on the streets dressed up like their turn of the century, you know, maidens. But I also like the ones that are like, they're doing things for like the first time as if no one's ever done it before. Like, guys, I mean, they own pancakes. Oh, I know. Like, well, like oh, Okay, I, I'm pretty sure my mom is doing that now, but sure, go ahead. And it's like, here's what you guys do. But the only thing, the only difference now is like everything that's like all the accoutrement to making the, the pancakes. You know, like the bowls are a certain color. The fork is mm-hmm. a different shape, like all the stuff. Like I I bought this off of Etsy from this Himalayan monk who makes their own stemware um, by whittling it in silence while um, being blindfolded on the top of the Cape Horn. Of, you're like, wait, what? Like, I, what are we making? Are we, are we doing pancakes? Or are we like, am I supposed to get a backpack? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. And like every recipe that you ever click on the internet ever, you get a five page diatribe about the experience they had while deciding to make these pancakes. And I'm like, just tell me how to make the fucking pancakes. How do I zoom down six pages so that I can get past, you know, when I went to, I was invited to a very special brunch of a friend of a friend of mine in Colorado. And I thought, I'm going to try to make something individual. Because this one time when I decided to climb Mount Fuji, and it's like one of those things when you like when you scroll and then like the story is like now even like by the time you get to like the recipe, it's two lines, but you've just gotten through like the sweater that's made out of angel hair 
like the time that her her dad said, I'm so proud of you for the very first time. <laughs> the other time, you know, the, what she felt in her wedding dress, the time that her hair smelled and felt so soft that she thought she had died and gone to heaven. Like, oh, and you're like, wait, again, are we talking about what's happening? Is this like Dr. Is this Donahue? What's What is this? By I the, thought this was a cooking blog. By the time I'm done scrolling down, I'm just a skeleton sitting in my chair. Because <laughs> you're so fucking hungry. I'm starving. <laughs> She starved to death trying to get to the bottom of a recipe. (laughs) We have like four muscle-bound squirrels that are harassing the shit out of our lawn. So um, my jewel's got to have a heart trap, and we're we're trying to like relocate them. I swear, like just trap them in a little trap, and I'll bring them to a different, I'm going to bring them to a beautiful park and where they're going to have a fantastic life over there. So he set the have a heart trap, but he put like nice nuts in there. He put hazelnuts in there <laughs> to trap them. And I'm like, save those hazelnuts. That's probably going to be our new currency. <laughs> what are you trying? Are you trying to attract like the 1% squirrel? <laughs> yes. And these are <laughs> Jersey squirrels. I'm like, you got to put gum in there or something. Or, you know, Real the one, the 1%, the 1% squirrel. Oh, I just love this new bed and breakfast. It's, oh, it's hazelnuts. Oh, look, pine nuts. And is that a frittata? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I was like, put a whole buffet in there. Give them whatever they want. <laughs> Are these fresh figs? Oh, I didn't even know we had. Are these locally sourced? <laughs> oh, my driver just dropped me off. Maybe we can load up the trunk. The 1% squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get into this week's theme, shall we? Will you tell the good people again what that theme is? It is hair care. The long musician braids like Bo Derek. Fwigs, Anything of that nature. Fake Quig. hair. I have, I have a couple of great mm. articles. This was a good theme because you came up with this. I'm very proud of you. Well, I, I, you know, it's interesting watching people there. Everyone's, every guy is struggling how to cut their hair, blah, blah, blah. And then it just goes back to like <clears throat> what I call the gay haircut in Hell's Kitchen, which is um, basically the no hair on the sides and then a tuft of hair on the top as if you're like, you're like four hairs more than Charlie Brown. Yeah, but it's a little Hitler youth. I, right, which is fine. I like myself and I like my scalp. <laughs> so I'm going to leave my hair alone. I'm going to just I'm going to be the land of lakes when I'm out of this. It'll just it'll be fine. You have a lush head of hair. Have you ever shaved it in your life? What's fucking what's wrong with you? Why would some what what kind of fucking question is that? Don't you want to know what your head looks like under all that lush? Don't you hair? want to keep breathing after this podcast? <laughs> all right. Let all me right. begin. Do it. All right. So again, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this is <laughs> hair care. Here is my article from the Desert Sun, Palm Springs, California, July fifteenth, nineteen seventy one. Twas a Thursday. My birthday is the next day, Ooh. five years Five years from this letter. Don't tell people what your real age is. I don't mind. I don't mind. You don't mind? Okay. Mind? Here we go. Jesus had long hair. Dear Abby, <laughs> my father and brother are having a go around about my brother's hair. 
Sam is 18 and wears his hair below his collar. My father says he's going to buy him some ribbons and curlers if he doesn't get a cut. He's not kidding. Yesterday, he gave him a hairbrush with jewels on it. They've always gotten along so well until this hair business came up. My brother works after school and weekends, so I told Dad to lay off, and pretty soon, Sam's boss will tell him to cut it, and in the meantime, let him go through the stage and get it out of his system. When I was my brother's age, I teased my hair into a beehive until I realized how ridiculous I looked. What can you advise, advise fathers who have sons like, like my brother with long hair? Signed, Sam's sister. Dear sister, to paraphrase a columnist who said it beautifully, if Jesus returned today, he would probably be stopped, searched, and carted off to the precinct station by the first cop who spotted him. Shoulder-length hair, bearded with sandals, a dropout from school, hanging around with dubious characters, a notorious frequenter of low places. What chance would he have today, even less than the Romans gave him? I am convinced that our anti-hair phobia is in some mysterious but deeply fixed way connected with the Bible and religion, that it serves as an unconscious reminder of the way we have lost the message we have ignored. Nothing less than this can explain the ugly and irrational rejection and contempt we express for the ancient tresses. Wow. That is... (laughs) (laughs) Who is the cold brew? (laughs) Abigail Van Buren, nitro cold brew? Talk about a left turn. That woman who asked that question was like, I just wanted to know where we should go to get it cut. But okay, you want to talk about God? That's fine too. So yes or no. Uh, <laughs> I don't, so he should he, I don't, he should get a cut or I don't, uh, he sh- he's going to be detained? We shouldn't fly. We shouldn't fly. Is wow. that what you're saying? You know Abby hit the bong that day. She was like, let me tell you about Jesus, okay? He grew up in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. He was such a Bushwick boy. <laughs> wow. Anti- Don't die, please. Uh, <laughs> that's my reaction exactly. to that. Exactly. Um, when, when you said about the Jesus being long-haired and stuff, how do we know for a fact? <clears throat> I know that, you know... Somebody drew something once and they were like, yeah, it looks like this guy. What if the first guy to draw Jesus drew like a stick figure? Well, and that, like, well, that a, would be our image for Jesus head. for the rest of our lives. <laughs> that like It all depends on that one person who drew him the first time. For all we know, Jesus could have had that Chelsea haircut. Real, can you give me something tight on the sides with just a little tuft of hair in the center that I can sort of do a little Superman curl on? What I do like is the depiction of Jesus as if, like, he is part of, like, like Baywatch. Like, you're like, Jesus, Jesus. Like, that is, a, what, that, what is that, a 12-pack? Jesus Christ. No offense, but Jesus Christ. You look fantastic. What have you been doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ, look at your abs. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. I mean, Jesus Christ. Can you, I, I truly believe that Jesus was a fat guy, and, and he just told somebody else to draw him better, like a caricature artist. There had to be, it like, was, a, a BC caricature he artist. Like, so. <laughs> He's like, what do you like? You like um, dying on a cross, huh? What, what do you like? You like He's, a central, he's a Central Park cartoonist. <laughs> yes, what, do, what are you exactly. having? Walking on water and uh, water into wine. Perfect. Giant head, tiny little body, giant cup of wine. What do you like? Walking on water. Ah, really kind of hard to draw. You like skateboarding? Huh? I can draw you on a skateboard. 
How about lollipops? You like lollipops? That's great. That's great. What about your friends over there? Your other friends? I can't fit them all in one picture, but I can do each of you individually. Ten rupees a piece. He probably Jesus probably said, "Whatever you do, just make me look good." Yeah. And then he was and he was talking to somebody. He's like, "Oh, I'll make you look good, Jesus, Jesus." And then just drew like. <laughs> <laughs> like every like chorus member of uh, any Broadway show, just like ripped, chiseled. It's like I'm giving you the Broadway Bears body, Jesus. Can you make me look tan? Sure, <laughs> I course. can. Do you want blonde hair? Even though there's no, it's completely impossible based on the logistics of where you were born. But okay. Yeah, but can you make me look airbrushed and sexy? <laughs> What about Can I have just blue the undies? So if I'm going to be up on the crucifix, I just, I really want to emphasize the uh, the gutters on the sides there. Like the, you know, my lats and my obliques are like crushed. Have you ever noticed this? Like, I know we're going off on a tangent, but Jesus Please. on the cross. So when they, when, if you're staring up at church and I've gone to a gazillion churches and I'm looking at it, you know, you're praying and you're like, well, so he's been like, on that cross now for a long time. Who went up and was who was the stylist that gently folded that tiny little skirt in the the beautiful pleating? They're like, wait a minute, it's like in between takes. Can someone just potter his nose? Can someone just tuck the front of that? Yeah, because Maurice is taking pictures and he's trying to do a composite of what Jesus is going to look like in four thousand years. There had to be so like a, a-, a Jerusalem Rachel Zoe, you know. <laughs> That she's like, stop, stop. Let me just fold this loincloth, okay? All right, now go. You look great. You look great. You're you doing great. So you're great. doing great. You know what? You look great for a guy who only eats bread. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do great. We'll get you water when we're done. Because okay, otherwise, yeah. we need to have your abs pop. Okay. We're chasing like, light up, here. Up. We're chasing light. <laughs> <laughs> I love the you idea look- of a Jesus caricature artist. I can't let it go. <laughs> Why is my head so big? Trust me. You look fantastic. It's real fun. You look real great. fun. You'll frame it. You'll be fine. Meanwhile, it's just like, here's a man in like a giant long robe in sandals. You know, see, he's, he's dirty. It's dusty. It's dirty. I'm sure he didn't use like a two-in-one like Pert Plus shampoo. <laughs> so like, the, like, like, like if you really looked at him, he's probably like, who the hell knows if Jesus has already come to us? Because we probably, probably just like gave him a quarter and said, get a job. It's probably on my street corner right now in front of the right guy. Exactly. He's the one that's rolling the turd in the Mason jar across the street to the other guy. That's right. And I'm sorry, but Jerusalem hair maintenance has to be like whipping your hair up against a rock when you go to clean it. He had to have had dreads. Jesus was 100% red hook, Brooklyn. Right. However, Jesus isn't white. But he's right. Yeah. But that's the the image of Jesus is a white man. Yeah. And Jesus well, like isn't a really white. tanned white man. That was the closest no, it's like, that they got. It's, it's, they're like, how about California surfer? Like, again, <laughs> I want you to know Jesus was uh, immaculately conceived in a bar, like, and given birth in a barn somewhere. Exactly. But that's no reason why you In can't Bethlehem. be born of nothing and grow up with fantastic lats and abs. <laughs> Don't ever let being born in an immaculate way keep you 
from be, from crushing it with your thighs and abs. <coughs> Have Jesus you one hundred percent Cirque du Soleil body? Oh, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were you just gonna um, ask me a question? I was going to ask you a question. Have you ever, have your parents ever criticized you about your hair? Are you kidding me? That has been 80% of my life. Oh. Uh, Because I went through a grunge period in in high school where I shaved half of it, so that was fun, and the other half was Manic Panic. Very entertaining. Uh, This is what happens when you date a goth guy. Manic Panic is that real crap. It's like Crayola for your hair, and it washes out basically... it rubs off on your sheets and, and pillowcases. It's like electric pink. I went for a nice maroon color. But the best was, of course, I had the big 80s bangs that took forever to do. And I took so much pride in my hair and my bangs. And it took me six hours to do them one day. No joke, six hours, because I was going to the mall. And your bangs have to be on point if you're going to go to the, the Burlington Mall. You know, when you're going out scoping for boys. So I took forever to do my bangs one day, and I came downstairs, and my brother, who constantly, like, just harassed me and was just, you know, a nightmare to me growing up, (laughs) was sitting on the couch, and he's, like, maybe 10 feet away from me. I'm in a hallway, and he's sitting on a couch in the den, and he had this inflatable (laughs) unicorn in his hands. (laughs) don't know why it was something I run in I won in like one of those grab machines really Mm -hmm. tiny unicorn and for some reason he threw it at me and it caught wind and it went whoop and the unicorn horn stuck in the middle (laughs) (laughs) it stuck in my bangs and I had a junior high meltdown and I was like Alan you ruined my bangs it took me and the unicorn was stuck in my hair the whole time I was having a meltdown. Did the unicorn take you to the mall, or did he make it, or what? It didn't make it. It dangled. You could have started. You could have. You could have started a whole new trend. I love her hair. What's wrong with the unicorn girl? Hey, don't make fun of her. <laughs> she looks fantastic. Oh, speaking oh, of bad hair stupid. decisions, I have a good article for you, which I think you're going to appreciate. This comes from the Daily Telegram in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, April 3rd, 1970. Title... Eau Claire. Eau Claire. How how I forget? This is called Toupee Oops. Oh, no. Yep. Dear Ann Landers, now that men's hair pieces are becoming more popular, I'm sure you'll be getting this problem from a good many male readers. I'm a bachelor... Uh, Done. (laughs) 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 Mission accomplished. I'm a bachelor with a fairly active social life. I wear a toupee. Problem one, when a woman starts to run her fingers through my hair, what do I say? I would think we'd say, give that back to me. (laughs) Second problem, most women prefer to skip the preliminaries and go straight to bed. What should I do? My toupee is well fastened to my head, but I would not risk sleeping in it. I experimented one night while sleeping alone and awakened to find my hairpiece under the pillow. He was probably trying to jump ship. How does a man tell a woman that the hair she has been admiring is not his own? Signed, Urbana. Oh, God. Get ready. Dear Herb, do you really need a hairpiece? You sound as if you need a bodyguard. 
Have you heard of the new type toupee that stays on during hurricanes? The hair is embedded in a plastic shield and held to the head by adhesive pads rather than glue. No. I am not selling hair pieces this season, so please don't ask me the brand name or where it can be obtained. And this goes for all readers who are interested. Anne! 100% no. <laughs> I, I... No to toupee, no to sleeping on it, no to finding it under a pillow, no to seeing it walk across the floor. A, no, a hard no on a toupee. And I think I can't, I'd be hard pressed to find a man of my age wearing a toupee. I don't think it really happens anymore. There's, there's too many things out there as far as Rogaine or uh, whatever the, what are the crop circles when you have the, like the stuff done to your hair when it gets in You mean the hair club for men? Plugs, hair plugs. plugs. When people get plugs, you you know, you do you do crop rotation on your head. Well, there's good plugs and there's bad plugs, and you know the difference right away. Of course, but, but isn't the idea I, behind the plug that it would grow naturally? So it's like planting something, and then hoping that well, those seeds breed other things. Well, it's like having someone you know, like do extensions. There are people that do good extensions, and there are people who don't do good extensions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there are people that do good hair plugs. And there are people that look like someone has just been playing darts with your head. Britney Spears, her extensions right. look terrible. But that's because I don't think she washes herself. I don't think she is paying. I don't think she gives a shit anymore. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? Like, not at all. After she set her gym on fire, she's like, guys, I totally set my gym on fire. <laughs> If you have not gone on Instagram and followed Britney Spears, that'll be my shut-in shout-out for the week. Britney Spears' Instagram. Britney Spears' Instagram of when she set her gym on fire. First of all, I didn't even know she had a gym because she's always doing her yoga outside, or I call it vagina yoga, like yoga because it's all about guys. I'm doing my yoga routine in my bikini thong, and here it is. And then she does it. She shows it to you, but in like in like time elapsed. So what she's doing, you're like, this is really this. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be arrested for watching this. It's gynecological yoga. <laughs> you're like, what's not? All I could think of nothing. You'll need a yoga mat, two blocks, and a speculum. <laughs> Ew, vagina yoga. <laughs> Guys, so. Um, two months ago, I set my gym on fire and, uh, cause I was lighting the candle. Who lights, who walks in the gym? Like if I walked across the street to Temple Gym, I was like, guys, do you mind if I light this, uh, almond spice candle? They're like, what? Um, Why Soul you- Cycle. They have the candles by the, the bikes. It always makes me I shit think- myself. I'm <laughs> like, this place is going to go up in flames. I am allergic to some candles because I'm allergic to nearly everything. So anytime so I go into someone's house and there's like a candle lit, and it's like made with, you know, fruit and berries and the wings of an angel or some shit. I'm like, I can't, I can barely fucking breathe in their house. It's always like, this is unicorn semen. Thanks, Bath and Body Works. I just want yeah, something that I, smells clean. Do you, can I, do, you, do you have a Lysol candle? I'll take that instead. Thank you. This is fresh linen wrapped on dead body. Okay, I'll, I'll, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, it's, is it a plug-in? Does it come in plug-in? I don't believe. Speaking of plug-ins, I don't think I would ever get my, I don't think I'd get plugs in my head. I know people who have had them. Is it painful? I know how expensive. 
I don't think it's painful, but I know it's expensive. Really? And then when it doesn't work, you're like, wait, what? Now, I I have had PRP in my scalp, which is kind of painful. Yeah. It's like a bunch <clears throat> which, of little needles, right? Right. So they take your blood out. They take it for a trip around town. <laughs> and then they separate the, the plasma from the regular blood. And then they, you know, put it like 45 needles in your head, like around around your head it's like your own crown of thorns to bring it back to jesus but it's literally like like oh that's great did you did you were you able to get that needle all the way back to my my third grade memories because if not (laughs) you can just fill it all the way in so what you're saying okay there's a lot to unpack first of all jesus's crown of thorns was the original prp shots um right it takes your maybe 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 through translation people got it way out of whack it's like one big telephone game (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what the Bible is anyway. Do not kill others sitting, except the gays. Wait, what? He's just sitting that. up in heaven like, like God, that is so, that is so incorrect. That's not what I said. That's not what I meant. Crown of thorns? No, I was just getting some PRP. Ugh, these people. You guys know I said fuck your neighbor, not love your neighbor. Oh, Jesus. Get the I, crap out of your ears. It, it, or the, my favorite is like figs. I hate figs. Not fags, figs. Nobody likes a fig. <laughs> if Mary Magdalene brings me one more figgy pudding, I'm going to throw up on her face. I'm going to stone her again. Jesus hates figs. That's what it was the whole time. How can you it's hate figs, off. especially when you put them in a have a heart trap? Just del- <laughs> these are the most delicious 1% squirrel figs I have ever. Oh, there's so many callbacks happening today. So many plates are spinning. So, so, um, you've done the PRP to, to start some hair growth happening. Do you want to Correct. talk about this? I'm kind of curious about it. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so my job, um, makes you lose your hair. Re- yeah. Why? <laughs> it has reeked. Anytime I talk to someone about my job and like, seems like you have a great job. I said, you want to, you should do throw yourself in a wood chipper and then call me. Cause that's what it's kind of like. Um, it is incredibly stressful for a lot of things that aren't very stressful. So um, I've talked to, I've seen many a doctor and they're like, can you do anything other than what you're doing? Um, I'm like, <laughs> why is that? They're like, because it seems like your, your hair is falling out and it's all it, everything else is fine with you. It's all stress. And then I fixed it by doing my crown of thorns and <laughs> I said, Jesus, take the wheel. And <laughs> Jesus, take said, my toupee. Uh, my hair started to grow back and whatever. And then uh, it happened again. So like the cycle of my job kind of like comes in waves and then my hair fell out again. Oh my God. And the second time they're like, uh, we don't, like, we don't know what to do. So this is so, keep in mind, <clears throat> it costs a bunch of money for PRP because it's, you know, it's out of pocket and you go a couple times and you know, your, your head is like, you have like the worst headache. The only thing that I can rival that headache is the COVID-19 headache. That's that's how, that's how painful it is. So to have that twice, not so great. And then, um, so now, right, right now, because I'm out of, I'm not working. Uh-huh. My body has returned to its normal natural state, oh. and I think I think my hair is growing back. But I'm using Rogaine, 
Okay. Now that's so, just like topical application. What do you do? If you're on top of it, it's two times a week. There's a foam and then there's a liquid. Both have their drawbacks. Okay. Uh, the, the foam doesn't penetrate as much as the liquid. The liquids, uh, both of them stay in your sheet. Um, but you have to like be on top of it. I don't really know if it works. And then there's, What's the other one? Rogaine and uh, Propecia, which Propecia doesn't work for a lot of men because there's a lot of sexual side effects. Oh, my God. You know what? All of this beats spray painting your hair on, though. Give me another article. This is from the Bennington Banner, Bennington, Vermont, May 1st, 1993. One percenters. Dear Abby, I am writing you in the hope that I can do something to make myself feel better as well as to help others who might experience the same situation. I went to a local beauty salon, one of the city's largest and best known, supposedly with a good reputation, for a haircut. My request was a simple haircut, one that will need as little upkeep as possible. But I was told that I had to style my hair daily with a blow dryer and I would be shown how. The message I got was that I was just not an adequate woman without puffy-styled hair. As the hairdo session went on, I felt like I was on the firing line with an array of questions from where did I work, what did I do, where did I live, to the most inappropriate ones like, are you married? Well, have you ever been married? Do you have kids? How old are you? I was too busy holding back tears to explain that some people, 10% in fact, are gay and that it's rude to ask such questions. The final insult came when I was asked if a perm might help me to make my hair look more manageable, and I was told I really ought to cover my gray hair. If etiquette while working on someone's hair is not taught in beauty school, it ought to be. Abby, please tell them. Signed, the 10% woman from Louisiana. Dear 10% woman, you just told them. I could, have not, I could not have done it better. And thank you for now, doing my job this week, 10% woman. <laughs> now on to the 1% now, squirrels. <laughs> Are you married? Have you ever been married? Do you have kids? Do you have a double dildo? How do you, do you like, like it? A <laughs> do you like a That's a lot of keys. Are you a gym teacher? Are you a janitor? Do you like sports? What's with the Dorothy Hamill cut? Is that a mustache? Do you want a mustache? Are you growing a mustache? Is that hair on your neck? Do you want a cut for that? Do you want a sandwich? Do you want cut? Like, I think if someone just, if I just sat in someone's chair and just grilled with questions, I would probably just get up. I, I would. I'd be like, don't finish the cut. I'm fine. Don't I'm wash fine. it out. I'm fine. I don't want to talk to you. See, this is why when you find your stylist, you stick with your stylist until one of the two of you dies. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Or- there's nothing worse than, t- than like, inane chatter while you get your hair done. And I can't wait for the moth report today because she has a lot to say on this very subject. Oh, God. God I don't us. like small talk, and I definitely don't like small talk while somebody's cutting my hair because they're nervous to keep up the conversation and they're nervous <sighs> to cut my hair for the first time. And that's a lot Here's of a... pressure on, like, just just do, like, do your gig. 
Do you, you don't need to be like, so anyway, so um, let me ask you a gajillion questions just to get some sort of fucking conversation. You like Jesus? Do you like Jesus? Did you think he had, do you think he was a white guy? Do you think he had a six pack? How do you think he got the six pack? Did he do Cirque du Soleil abs? Does he work out with Keone? Does he lift things over his head? Does, did he eat bread? Did he eat, did he drink those wines or did he just give it to other people? Did he drink wine coolers, which have probably more sugar in them? Oh, it drives me crazy. Let me tell you this. So, um, I, for some reason, after my dad passed away, I was like, well, I think I need, I'll, I'll probably go get a haircut now. <laughs> Here's a small tip if I can tell anybody, any listener, anywhere. <clears throat> I don't, I'm laughing already. <laughs> just scared do me. not, and I repeat, do not make, this is why they say don't make any big decisions, you know, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, out of grief. I decided to go get my haircut. Like literally, like the next day, I'm like, I guess I'll go get my haircut. And I went in, I you know, I sat down, and I was like, I'm like, I was thinking about like one of the first times like my I got my haircut with my dad, which was never a pleasurable experience anyway. So I was like in this weird like reminiscent like reminiscing of getting my haircut, and I had this woman cut my hair, and she starts cutting my hair, and I'm like like just kind of like just drifting off, and she knew like right before that I, when I walked in that my dad had just passed away, so everything that she was saying was like not helping oh, not God. Uh, uh, compounded with delilah on the radio station which like anytime <laughs> a song came on was like it, it was just like <laughs> like the what like um any like i will always love you the wind beneath my wings the road i was like is there a non-bet midler station in this fucking salon <laughs> i'm like jesus christ and she's like you know i wish you and your family all the best they turned me around and i was like I did not ask for the Shelby cut. And I was just like, you know, like you just kind of walked out like, wow, that's a great, that's no, that's good. Thanks so much. Not only, not only am I a repressed, sad homosexual who just lost their dad, but now I just look like Shelby. And if I were, if, you know, memory serves me correctly, she didn't make it. So she didn't make it to the end of the movie. But thanks for the center part and feathers. Thank you for feathering <laughs> yeah. my hair. Yeah. Oh, to my bring God. it back to Steel Magnolias, which apparently we should just... We should just make uh, this I a mean... Steel Magnolias podcast <laughs> at this point. It's just become that. It's <laughs> so... I, I can't... Ima- and you know what the funny thing is? You said that, like, don't make any big decisions out of grief. The majority of when people have a major life event that happens, the first thing they do is take they take it out on their hair because it's mm-hmm. the fastest, easiest way for you to make a physical change. Yeah, and that's correct. Yeah, and there's a girl that I know who changes her hair every two days to the point where I'm like, on Instagram, I'm like, wait, you're a blonde? Oh, wait, now it's a bob. Now it's a black bob. Now it's a feather black bob. <laughs> But now there's there's a hat in the middle of hair, and then a, and then hair on top of the hat, and like oh, so now you're Orthodox Jew. I don't like. I get that you your identity is tied to your hair in such a big way, but if you could maybe just keep one style for one week and just see how it works, that's what I'm saying. Because looking at her just Instagram saying. is like watching an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, where you're like, I can't keep time. If you watch one episode of the Kardashians, like. Wait, you you're just blonde. Okay, now now you're a brunette and now it's it's short. Okay, but now you're you're you have gray hair. I, I don't and then you've got roots. I 
What I, year are you're you like, I, in? I thought you were Armenian. Are you? Oh, you now you're on Little House. What? What is? Are you, is this a new character? Oh, this is the same person. Okay, that's it's like, Kylie. Are you the? Are you? Are you the new Darren or the old Darren? I'm confused. <laughs> what's happening? Oh my God, that's Chris. That's Chris Jenner. Whose face is she wearing? Like, <laughs> it's identity is va- like, especially me. I get it. Like, my identity is so tied to my hair because what the first thing everybody says is, "Oh, it's that redhead, short-haired redhead." But you're stuck to it now. Yeah, and but honestly, me, I have been other colors of the rainbow, and nothing really works like the red hair. Somebody dyed my hair blonde for a show once, and to to change from a redhead to anything else, it's it's a stain. So it's very difficult to make a transition. And for some reason, this woman's like, I don't want to fry your hair, so I'm just going to take it down gently. Well, it turned gray. Not trendy gray, but like a mousy, horrifying, I'm looking in the mirror, like a Harry Potter mirror of what I'm going to look like when I'm 75 years old. Oh, my God, Sophia Petrillo gray. It was horrifying. And so she had to do it again. And I did not look good as a blonde. I couldn't pull it off. So I stick with the red, but then by the same respect, every now and then I'm like, well, I might want to switch it up. Lots of chicks are doing like, you know, purple ombres and crazy shit. Now's the time to do it because you're like, well, nobody's seeing me anyway. I could have just shaved my head for the last couple months. That would have been a nightmare. I will never shave my head. I promise you. Never say never. But is your hair now returning to its lush fullness again? My my hair is long. Is it really? It's long. Picks or it didn't yeah. happen. It's it's like it's just a, it's a lot of hair, which is fine. And I'm not I'm, I refuse to. Never tell you the first when I first moved to New York, I was like working like crazy. I was a print model, and I was working a lot. And my hair was because I couldn't make ends meet in Chicago. One time I couldn't get my hair cut, so my hair grew out, and it was like in the summer, so it was like really curly and I was like kind of a grease ball. I had like this whatever concoction I put in my hair. So my hair always looked curly and greasy. So anytime I waited tables, people loved it. And um, when I work in like this crowded bar, people used to grab my hair, but I had two buckets of beer in either arm. So it was like someone's probably going to get a nose job out of this from falling. Oh, they used um, to grab but, your hair. Yeah. They're like, Oh my God, your hair's so hot. I'm like, thanks. It's a, I'm like, it's attached. It's attached. Like, because I'm like, again, like, I'm just trying to like shimmy through the crowd. And um, it's not a toupee. It's not coming off. And Thank God. Then I moved to um, Brooklyn and I needed a haircut. And I was like, I had agents and whatever. And I, you know, I was trying to like, you know, you kind of have to look like your headshot. Yeah. And your, and your, and your book and your comp cards, whatever. And I went. And I went to this woman to cut my hair because I didn't know anybody. And she cut my hair and she cut off all my hair. And so she spun the chair around kind of like when, after I got, you know, when, you know, the, the trauma, my heart will go on cut after my dad passed away. She spun me around and I was like, you cut, you cut off all, you cut off all, you cut off all my, my, my curls, my curls. I, I can't, I don't have a job. Like it was, and my agent's like, what happened to your hair? Oh, and then any photographer that I went to, they were like, where's your hair? Like you don't, like this is not the person that I'm looking for. You were and a I just 1990s kept losing. Samson. It's like when Julia Roberts cut her hair off, like during the filming of Hook, and people were like, "We don't like you like that." That's kind of what happened. Yeah, 
and we reject you and your look because of your hair. I'm I mean, so sorry, Samson. I'm <laughs> so sorry fine. about that. It's fine. It's fine. I can run to Texas and back. Welcome to our new Steel Magnolias podcast. Um, speaking of hair coming off, this is a. I have another great article for you. Were you ready for this one? No. Oh my God! This is another Eau Claire. <laughs> Why is she? Leader okay. Telegram. Leader Telegram. Eau Claire, Wisconsin, December twenty seventh, nineteen sixty two. Wig hats have no place in high school classes. Dear Ann Landers. Our high school principal is square as a chair. He has ruled that the girls can't wear wig hats in the classroom. As you probably know, wig hats are real big right now. Everybody, but everybody has one. We think the principal is acting like a dictator. It's like Russia around this place now. (laughs) The kids call him Mr. K behind his back. The ruling went like this. Wigs have become fashionable again. It is permissible for girls in this high school to wear wigs if they wish. Wig hats are not wigs. They are hats and may not be worn in the classroom since any hat would be a distraction. What do you think of this, Ann Landers? Signed, J.M. Students. J.M. Stupid. Dear J.M. Stupid. Dear J.M. Stupid. Sorry, Petunias, but I have no kind words to offer on behalf of those ratty-looking wig hats. If you gals want to look like test pilots in a broom factory, fine. Wear the monstrosities on the street, but they are strictly out of place in the classroom. Damn! What the fuck is a wig cat? (laughs) Wig hat? It is a hat with hair attached to it. You know, like the visors that have the... um, With the bangs? Like the Guy Fieri hair. But like, these these are like hats... Like a baseball cap with the with the hair hanging down. You remember how we were like, let's co-opt uh, Jamaican culture and have a Rastafarian hat yes. that has dreadlocks attached to it. That's what wait, this what is. Did, wait, didn't they make a hat where it was like a baseball hat, but then it was like a ponytail in the back? Is that what we were talking about? Yes, but we're talking 1962 wig hat. I was like, what was the... I just pictured oh. Ann Lander's hairstyle, but with like a jaunty cap sort of sitting on the top of it, like a like a beret. Are you Googling I, it right now? Was that silence the silence of a Google? I don't understand. I don't... Like, I'm I'm in a different decade right now. I, I feel like I have to time travel. You do. Well, that's what I... Oh, my God. Okay. Do yourself a favor and Google wig hats 1960... And just sit back and watch the fun. It's basically a beehive that's built onto a hat. Oh, this, my God. This looks like when you, when you run your finger through the drain to remove the hair, and then you look at it, you look at your finger, that's what this looks like. If I'm... <laughs> but if you Google Wig Hats 1960, the first two things that show up are the stupid flare hair red visor with the blonde Guy Fieri hair, and the next thing next to it is a merkin. Ew, a lace merkin! <laughs> well, My... thank God for the lace front. Uh, thank Christ. Because I, I... You know, if you're going to see a merkin, I want it to blend in with your skin. Let me know if you get what I just sent you from my office. Yes, that's yeah. what I see too. Yes, <laughs> yes, black faux fur, and it looks like 
if Liza Minnelli fell asleep at Studio 54 and they found her two weeks later and she was under like, oh, oh is this a concession stand? How long have I been down here? <laughs> it's all matted and ratty. It kind of looks like if you put like a raspberry on your finger and pretend like your finger had a hat. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> and they have a variety, obviously. So you could look like you have a, a beehive bouffante thing, but then there's one that but looks who's like fool, Julie Andrews. But who's fooling who? Who is fooling who with that hair? That I looks like, like like a hedgehog fell asleep on your head and tucked itself in. Or, in or a, a really aggressive New Jersey squirrel. <laughs> I, you know what? To see Why is the Merkin the first thing that keeps coming up? And you know what scares me is now my phone hears me saying it, so I'm going to get nothing but ads for Merkins. Hey, you know what? Who would know about this wig hat craze? I know who we, we actually have somebody in our coffers who might be able to answer some questions about a 1960s wig hat. And I believe that. Who is it? Who is it? It's time. <gasps> it's time. We can also ask her some questions about my my fabulous hairstyles throughout the year. And my bangs. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I think you just cut out for a minute. Oh. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> are you there, Patty? I can't I hear am. you. Why I'm can't right you here. hear me? Oh. Right here. Patty's here. Right We're all here. here. We're all right I'm next right to you. Here. Just okay. relax. Okay. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Why are you talking so soft? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the, welcome to Delilah. <laughs> the podcast Delilah? that calms you. <laughs> Who's Delilah, Samson, Patty? Right? I can't go into this now. That's not the topic. It's really. It's, what are we talking about today? Today it's all about hair. Hair. Um, yeah, we're we're talking about hair today, hairstyles, um, cuts, at home haircuts, lots of stuff going on. But I just read an article where the girl was in the '60s and she was like, "Wig hats are all the rage, and it's hats with hair attached to it." Oh, a wig hat! And I bet you that that means like one of those, like you know, a baseball cap with hair hanging down. That's exactly probably what it something is. like that. Well, we'll we yep. can get you one of those. Will that work? That would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, that would be good. All right. Yesterday, I almost took a pair of scissors and cut it all off anyway. Uh-oh. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can hear you yeah. fine. <laughs> okay. Now, either I'm going deaf or there's something wrong with my phone. But I can, what? You're, you're very low. I can hear you very low. Sure Maybe I does. need a new phone. <gasps> I need something with more juice to it. Tell the people because how much, how many megs your phone is. I think it's 16. So, like, I don't think I can even take any more videos with it. They so don't I have make clean... 16s anymore. What What do they make now? Like, don't they start at 360? Oh, good God. They you're start kidding. way, way, way higher than that. Yeah. Is there a, well, is mean... there a pull start on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's got I a string. I thought I was pretty well with it. I mean, real, this is like, you know, a, an iPhone 6. Oh. And it's not that old, right? You are so 1995. An iPhone oh. 6 is like, at this point, it should just be a tin can with some string attached to it. Oh, all right. 
Oh, well, hey, as soon as the mall opens again, maybe I'll go get myself one. It's time for I you to go upgrade. shopping. I know. I want to go browsing. What's it like there? Where are you right now? Are you in Boston? I'm in Boston, but we had to go out and get some cemetery flowers. So we went to the local nursery. Are cemetery flowers and regular flowers? Oh, yeah, well, they're regular flowers. But... <laughs> <laughs> they're regular flowers, but I have to bring them to uh, <laughs> It is. That's a valid question. What is a cemetery flower? <laughs> you know, geraniums and other things. Uh, but okay. uh, I, I, I like to browse. I haven't shopped in so long. I, I want to walk the aisles and look and touch and think and uh i just even if i buy nothing i want to go browsing and nobody will let me i know they won't this stupid pandemic has stopped the browsing it has i'm gonna be so excited when it comes back i'll be the first one to go to the mall wait when what comes when back? when what comes back when covid comes back <laughs> <laughs> Me and Patty both jumped on that one when what comes back. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I meant away. like when freedom comes back, uh-huh. then I'll go. When you get your freedoms back and you can browse your cemetery flowers, what an upper. I yeah. know. Well, actually, I, I, I should go to New Hampshire until this is over because up, it's better up there. You can browse up there. <laughs> Ooh, New Hampshire browsing, but you, you have to carry a gun, a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> well, what's the weather like where you're standing? Uh, I, well, I was hoping for better, but it's kind of cloudy and cool. But, but are ooh, we in spring now? The man across now? the street's coming out of his house. He's got a pair of shorts on, so maybe it's not as cool as I thought. Theater of the living. Is this how you're, you're getting your weather now? It depends on what the people around you are wearing? It's actually kind of a good indication because... Uh, this lady has been out washing her mailbox, washing her her door handles, and she's been she's like like paranoid. So they're going out in the car, and I haven't seen them do this in weeks. So she's she's got all kinds of protection on. <laughs> she's like the canary in the coal mine. Yeah, we're gonna send her out first. And yeah, she, and look, she can make it back. Then I'll go. Can you scream? <laughs> can you grab some cemetery flowers for me? <laughs> Wow. So what if she's having hot flashes and she goes out and just basically like a song and a tube top and then you think that it's really nice. And I think that. it's okay to do that. And I go out without a coat. What's that about? Hey. And then you hear you hear you all these cars me. crash. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. No, but it's kind of, it, you know, I'm kind of glad I'm not in New Hampshire because it would be chilly outside. But okay. we're watching a stupid movie. It's just kind of a, a wasted afternoon. Well, what I'm movie so, is it? I know. Now I'm curious. I don't even know. It, all I know is that there's a black car tire riding around by itself in a desert. <laughs> what? I, I don't know what it is. It keeps riding over things like, oh, like water bottles, beer bottles, scorpions. I have no idea what this is about. What are you so smoking? To... <laughs> Nothing. Have you started doing anything weird during your quarantine? No, but I will text you the name of this movie just to let you know it does exist. But it's it's an Ati Fati channel, so uh, maybe that's why it's kind of weird. Oh. But I'll let you know the the title of it. But it just opens up with this tire rolling around. 
<laughs> and the two of of you have just been <laughs> like three hours in. Nobody's thinking to even change a channel. They're like, well, now I got to see what happens to the Taya. <laughs> I'll, I will text you the, ta- the, ta- the name of the show and the channel. So. <laughs> Please do, and we will share it on our social media. I don't want to keep you from watching the tire roll through the desert. So I know <laughs> you're having an exciting day. Like now. Um, well, we thank you very much for this moth report. Very illuminating. We're going to go find a, a, a hat with some hair attached to it that looks like my very own haircut. Yes, yes. I think it's a kind of a, a neat idea because I like baseball caps. And if you have a nice... <laughs> Head of hair hanging out of it is even better. Even better if it's a visor with your Guy Fieri hair sticking out of the top yes. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that could catch on. So catch on fire because it's fake, fake, <laughs> fake hair. <laughs> well, we thank you so much for this. Stay away from an open flame. Yes. Okay. Keep away from a gas stovetop. Will do. All right. Okay, you guys have a nice remainder of this weekend. Thank we'll you. Catch up with you. Fun. Bye, Patty. Bye. Bye, Jim. Bye. Bye, E. Yay, I got one, too. Goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Wow, that was, that was some thing, people. But hey, you know what it's time for now? Time for our 5,000th segment in six hours of our podcasting together. <laughs> it's time. Time. Instagram mail and is listener mail this week. So listen to mail, listen to mail. Someone actually emailed (laughs) us. Listen to mail. We only got one, so we have no choice. So listen to this and listen to my voice. (laughs) Nice rhyme. Way to bring it back around. Um, (laughs) Yes. We put the question about hair and hair salons, and I thought we would get more hits on our Instagram. I'm not going to lie, because every week we put the question on our stories that has to do with our theme. And given the fact that so many people are obsessively talking about their shitty at-home haircuts, I thought we would have more <laughs> hits. But instead, I, I got, I got, we only have one Instagram, we have one listener mail question this week, and it came from from a, a listener towards our dearpodofficial at gmail.com email address. But one of the things I got on the Instagram story was somebody named Sassapants wrote, best jeans, specifically for petite zero, double zero, five foot one inch. Which has nothing to do with hair, Sassapants, not a goddamn thing. Who the fuck are you, Edith Head? Jesus Christ, (laughs) Go, go go online and figure it out yourself. Also, only zero and double zero and five one. Talk about hitting a really specific target. She's like, I'm selling pants, but just for this person. You have to just be five one and a double zero. They clearly are not doing their reconnaissance work, as I am neither of those things. So, yes, we have one Instagram mail question that has to do with grooming this week. Why don't you read it to us, Piani? Dear Pod. I'm a classic sort of woman that likes to keep the appearance of not coloring my hair, but actually coloring my hair regularly. By that, I mean, I'm not signing on to the trend of a henna or ombre or any play on the grown out or faded look of coloring one's hair. I want it looking like it did when I was a toddler, shiny and bright, highlighted and low lighted by, by nature from frolicking in the sun. I would spend top dollar to get this effect. Then we got locked down. 
One day I was stalking my hairdresser on Instagram and saw that she was mixing chemicals and potions and then sending them off to clients. I realized I was saved. I'd be able to get a Band-Aid sort of thing, tone out my brassy bits, warm up my dark bits, and I'd be a new woman, ideally at half the prices or less. You see, she was sending out toners, which is the final step in the process of coloring hair. This is the extra little step that blends it all together and adds shine to your, to your color and really gives you that effect that I love so much. It doesn't take much skill or much time, and in the salon only adds 30 or, or so bucks to the overall treatment. Well, I contacted my hair lady. She packaged up the goods, and I was ready to roll. Then she invoiced me. This shit was setting me back 100 bucks. That was nowhere near the $30, and I was doing all the work. I know these are tough times, but is that fair? Can she really charge me that much for a process that is merely an afterthought to any treatment and makes me do all the work? Sincerely, toned but ticked. Well, I mean, this is I an hear issue you. I actually know all too well because I am okay. so color treated and I know the the toner process. I know what this person is talking about. I know I know what it is. So yes, okay, go for it. So Abby says the following. They're toned and ticked. Unless you want to look like Charlize Theron and Monster, you got to spend some money that look like a million bucks. While I know it may seem like this pandemic quick fix seems pricey, think of it from her perspective. She is more than likely not bringing in the money she used to. Also, she has years and years of experience of cutting and coloring behind her. And while it may not seem much to the customers, we certainly do value her education when she spins us around in the chair for the big reveal. A la the Princess Diaries. <laughs> now, maybe she could have been more upfront with the cost before she went ahead and did her bubble bubble toil and trouble routine. With that said, I am sure she's actually pulling out her client cards and putting together some and putting some thought into her hair crack concoction made especially for you. Factor in and user error. Keep in mind this is tailor made just for you. Your little girl sun-soaked locks that look perfectly tossed while spending a fortune to have that beautiful, oh, what? This? I just wash and go shine. As a good woman once said, there's no such thing as natural beauty. And I know you probably have watched Beauty Shop with Queen Latifah or Steel Magnolias or Shampoo many times, but would you call yourself a beautician? Did you go to school and years and years of continued education? I take a guess at no, Frenchie. Just because I watched DR and Trapper John MD, my extent of fixing the human body stops and starts with the Band-Aid tin. So while I understand your hair care sticker shock at, at what seems like a small bottle of toner, I would take it on the knee and move on. If Crocs were on the other foot, you wouldn't want to put yourself in the 99-cent discount bin. Abby. Oh, I wouldn't want to put myself in Crocs. Well, that too. That too. Look, um, it's very interesting. We have some similar themes here, but but um, a not similar outcome. So let's let's hear what uh, what Ann Landis has to say about this very same issue from toned but ticked. Dear T, but T, this pandemic has hit everyone hard, both in the pocketbook and physical appearance. Speaking for myself, I'm dehydrated, pockmarked, and frizzy. I'm coming out of this thing looking like Indian corn. The unfortunate side effect of this situation is the domino effect it creates. 
Salons are closed, which causes clients to take hair care into their own hands, which causes them to do desperate things like order Madison Reed, which causes bad dye jobs, which means stylists will have to fix it, which means they upcharge to try to make their nut, which means their prices will go up. But their clients haven't been working, which means they don't have the money for perceived luxury, which means they go back to Madison Reed, which means they mess it up over and over and on and on like a snake eating its own disgusting grown-out tail. It's like the movie Inception without the quirky yet accessible Pixie Ellen Page. Women's relationships with their stylist are more valuable than their spouses. I put my stylist in my will. I had to. She knows too much. And finding a good stylist is more difficult than finding a life partner. When I finally found my gal, I said to her, I have to die before you because I don't want to be out there looking again. Have you seen my hair? I don't know how my gal does it, but she achieves more lift than the Russian ballet. I could walk through a tornado and come out looking fresh as a daisy. Talk to your stylist. Unlike any belt I will put on after this pandemic, maybe you can meet in the middle. Explain that you were unaware of the upcharge, given toner is usually only 30 bucks in the salon, and that $100 when you're unemployed is a huge inconvenience. I doubt she will give you a hard time. It's important for her to maintain her client base on the other side of this shit show. I'm sure she would rather find a compromise than lose another client to Madison Reed. Madison Reed. Why did they have to name that company like an online hooker agency? Drop her a line and let me know how it goes. If you need a recommendation for a new stylist, I'll send you my gal's number. But be warned, she specializes in helmets and hair attached to baseball caps. Ah! Can you imagine the amount of time people are going to be spending in the chair after this is all said and done? Because people have fucked up, royally fucked up. Hairstylists will be in more. Hairstylists, psychologists, and divorce lawyers are going to be in huge demand when we come out of this thing. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised, and I think we'll do a deep dive on that after we do a deep dive on a (sighs) special (laughs) specialty drink. Put on your I almost need my inhaler to say this word. Is it rubber? Is it rubber? It's time for a specialty drink. Drink. My flat tire of a husband just handed me the, the details on this one this week. It's called The French Blonde. Discovered online by cigar-chomping, bourbon-drinking, receding hairline, doesn't have any more hair anywhere, James Jules Ferris! Yeah! Yeah! Uh, for this, you need two ounces grapefruit juice, one ounce vodka, one ounce elderflower liqueur, one teaspoon lemon juice, one dash lemon bitters. Ooh, this is definitely going to be my kind of drink. Mm. Ooh, I love elderflower. Ooh! Ooh. Now you want to combine in a cocktail shaker, then shake with ice, strain into a coupe glass, and garnish with a thin lemon slice floating atop. Here's some tasting notes for you from James Jules Ferris. Sometimes during a pandemic, you have to think just outside the box. And if you just use your brain for three seconds, all you have to do is ask Google the right question. Case in point, what drink do you come up with when your podcast's theme is about hair? Hair! How weird is that? But thanks to the good people who live inside the internet, I just had to type in cocktails based on hair color. And voila! 
Here it is, the French Blonde, a refreshing late spring slash early summer cocktail that ticks the box for this week's Escape from Reality in a Glass. If you're not familiar with cocktails that have elderflower in them, you're just missing out on life. It is a bottle that you should have on hand in your home bar. And when you mix it with fresh juices, well, cancel your current plans, listen to the heavenly choir of angels start singing as you sip your way through an elderflower-laced pandemic. This just might be the vaccination you're looking for. Well, here it is in front of me, and it looks absolutely gorgeous, and I'm sorry you're you're far away from me. So cheers to you, my friend from afar. Oh, Patty. Oh, Patty. Mm. This is lovely. Now I know I say the word refreshing too goddamn much. I need to get a thesaurus up in here. But this is really refreshing. It's very <laughs> fruity. It's very light. This is another brunch cocktail. This is this is lovely for day drinking when it's hot and sweaty out, which apparently isn't going to happen oh. because the sun is retreating this summer because everybody doesn't want to be en- near anybody. Even the sun is like, I'm going to socially distance myself from life. But this is lovely because it's got like a really the tangy grapefruit and the elderflower is a little bit sugary, which balances it out. And it's got lemon. It's just very refreshing. There's no other word for it. I don't know any other words. <laughs> um, by the way, just sidebar, I got a text from my mother that says, okay, the 2011 movie we are watching is called Rubber, the story of an inanimate tire named Robert that inexplicably comes to life. <laughs> They're watching a movie about a tire named Robert. And what's the name of the movie? Rubber? Rubber. It has a 69% rating on the tomato meter. And she took a screenshot of rubber. This is Robert watching a girl take a swim. (laughs) It's a picture of a tire next to a girl wearing a bathing suit. This must be the best movie ever. My parents have flipped the curve. They have watched everything on Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. They have cashed all their chips, and now they're watching a movie about a tire named Robert. Wait, 